Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. International Workers' Day, May Day, is both celebrated and used as a day of continuing struggle right across the world for the international workers' movement. In some parts of the world, taking to the streets is, in and of itself, an act of dissent and of resistance, and workers risk their lives just doing that. Iran is one such country where workers' organising is heavily and brutally repressed. Hannah is a labour movement activist, originally from Iran and now based in Melbourne, Victoria. She's recently returned from Iran and on today's program, she reports on the protest during May Day there, with some comparison to International Women's Day. Here's Hannah. This May Day uh, was quite different from last year. Uh, in terms of the groups that uh, participated and wanted to uh, occupy the streets for at least one hour, two hours to just read the statement. There were two different, uh, uh, four different groups, um, the bus drivers, union, um, some workers from sugarcane union and uh, retired workers union and also university students. So they, uh, before May Day, they uh, made this statement and they invited uh, teachers and nurses also to come for May Day and celebrate uh, labor movement. Um, So uh, around 10 a.m. in front of the parliament in Tehran, um, around 300 uh, workers, got together. Uh, When I'm saying 300, it may sound uh, not very big amount of people, but actually in in regards to the uh, suppression and the atmosphere in Iran, it's a really big, uh, remarkable uh, number because uh, when we talk about May Day in Iran, um, it sounds impossible to go to the street and to demand your labor rights. And when I'm saying impossible, it's not impossible, but it means you're going to get arrested and you, anything can happen to you, anything. It's not just being arrested. Maybe you can get shot. Maybe uh, you can get um, years of sentence only because you, you dare to go out and you dare to uh, demand about labor rights. Um, so around 300 people got together, including teachers. Uh, the participation of women activists was very, very noticeable. So the uh, amount of women activists that they were in the protest was really high. And uh, when you see the pictures and the videos that people managed to get, uh, you just can see a lot of women um, leading the uh, chant and uh, they making the chant and they making other people to uh, be louder in the street. But unfortunately, uh, as everyone was um, expecting, um, around 10, o- 10 o'clock people got together and uh, only uh, less than half an hour after uh, the protest was literally smashed by the 
police. Um, and um, so normally when they want to stop the protest to happen, they just arrest uh, some people, but they don't start by hitting people. But this time they were beating everyone and they were uh, pulling people's hair and stuff and uh, pulling them to the to the police vans. Um, around 30 people, 25 people got arrested. And um, so uh, there were two statements ready to be read, one for uh, student activists and one from uh, bus drivers union. But unfortunately, same as uh, what happens in 8th of March, uh, International Women's Day, a couple of months ago, uh, they couldn't read their statement. Like in 8th of March, people even um, was around 10 minutes in the street and uh, same thing happened. But for May Day, it was even way harsher than uh, International Women's Day. Um, so people got arrested and then um, everyone else was trying to find out where are the uh, arrested people. So they went to the uh, police station. And the ironic part is that in there, people were just uh, like families and friends, and everyone was so worried about, uh, like, where are they, what's going to happen. So they even got arrested. So uh, two of my friends, uh, they got arrested in front of the police station only because they were just asking about uh, what's happening to the people. Um, so at the moment, around 35, 40 people are uh, in detention. And um, last night, uh, they said they're going to release some people, but it didn't happen. So everyone is just so worried about um, people. And also, they're going... They, uh, ask the families uh, to give the very big amount of bails. And this is really uh, unfair because you are talking about the workers that haven't been paid nothing for months and months and months, and they go to the street to demand their wages and to just be paid for what they did. Um, but actually, there is no money. Uh, because of the neoliberalist um, um, policies of this government. So the workers going to the street to demand their rights, and then they get arrested, and then government asking them to uh, pay a huge amount of money that they don't have nothing uh, to be released. So now families, friends, and all the comrades are really struggling to... Uh, prepare this money uh, and to give it to the government and to just free the comrades from the prison. And it's always, always the thing because uh, it's just some of the ways that government can keep people in the prison because they know uh, families of working class, they don't have this amount of money to release their comrades. So, um, and we already have many people that they are not activists, but they like very small amount of crimes they had, but because they can't pay the bail, so they're just being in the prison for uh, months and months. Um, and 
uh, it's not about May Day, but in 8th of March, March, what happened was when uh, um, activists got arrested, they went to a prison in Zimut area in Tehran, and they saw a lot of uh, women from very under working class, and they saw a very uh, dehumanized uh, situation for those prisoners uh, living in in a very bad situation in the prison, no money, no clean water, um, and you have to buy your, your clean water, and uh, if you can't buy, you have to drink the shit water in the prison, and then you get sick, and for months and months and months you are sick, you vomit, and there is no health uh, uh, system in the prison, and those people are just like, really living in a very shit situation. And then activists went there for the first time, and they saw it, and they came out, and they started reporting about that prison. So um, I know now there are a lot of comrades in, the, in that prison again. It's just for women, and uh, it, the name is Archak. And uh, there was a very famous trend a couple of months ago about that prison. Everyone was talking about it. Um, so it's le- different levels of oppression and discrimination against people in Iran. And it's not just about activists, it's about everyone. Well, um, you mentioned a couple of struggles right at the beginning of this discussion. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about the repression in Iran and we know that the circumstances for people in prison is absolutely horrendous and the number of political prisoners is quite huge and May Day, we know that there were significant arrests. You talked a little bit about the uh, sugarcane workers and the bus drivers union and also the teachers um, can you tell me what is happening in those struggles? Because these are long, ongoing struggles with militant unions, which, as you've talked about, defies the entire political situation in Iran because of its repression. Yet these uh, unions, these workers are still struggling despite the intensity of the system. Exactly. So... Um, the um, the sugarcane uh, union and teachers and also bus drivers union, um, I can say uh, three uh, three leaders. Uh, they have like if I want to say only three names, there are a lot of leaders uh, in the movement. But three leaders of uh, these three unions are all of them. They are in prison now. Uh, Reza Shahabi uh, was in May Day. He got arrested. He got beaten very, very bad. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone is worried about Reza Shahabi as the leader of bus driver union. Now, at the moment, he's arrested. And uh, actually, people uh, expecting uh, other activists can be released. But this person, uh, we are really worried about his health because his health situation is really uh, boring everyone, his family and all the comrades around him and in the union, they're they talking about because he was under torture when um, uh, for seven years he was in prison uh, only because uh, he was the leader of the bus drivers union. And uh, um, so the, the demands are uh, for uh, bus drivers union is just stopping uh, privatizing and stop uh, 
selling off the industry to uh, free market and um, paying, uh, having the uh, having the minimum wage and increasing it to living wage because at the moment bus drivers cannot uh, live by the minimum wage at all. And the same thing is happening with sugarcane workers. Um, this area that the sugarcane uh, company is based in is in the south uh, west of Iran when uh, um, the repression even is way more because it's uh, kind of not Tehran, it's not the capital, so uh, the government can even oppress workers uh, easier than Tehran, and they know the coverage of media and stuff is less, so they can do more. But actually, the militancy of the workers uh, is incredible. They just decided to fight back because they know this is the only way they can um, meet what they want. Um, so sugarcane workers, they started their strike um, last year to demand to be paid their delayed wages. Like for seven, eight months, they haven't been paid and they asked for their wages. They went on a strike, uh, but unfortunately, uh, same thing happened, and they arrested uh, Ismail Bakshi, uh, one of the leaders of um, Sugarcane uh, Workers' uh, Factory, and also Hassan Najati, uh, sorry, Said Najati, this is another person. So now they are in prison. Uh, they also arrested Sepide Golian. So she was a labor activist. She wasn't a worker in the factory, but she was a labor activist, um, and they also arrested her. Um, and about uh, teachers' union, uh, Mohammed Habibi, uh, he's one of the um, comrades in the union of teachers. Uh, they um, arrested him in, the, in a very bad situation in front of many people in the union. They pulled him and they beat him in front of people in the street. They arrested him, and he is in the prison now. So the tradition of... Uh, resistance is from uh, is not just from now and last year or two years ago the tradition of resistance i think people just uh, learn it from generation to generation and uh, for iranian people they learn it 40 years ago if they can uh, organize it together and if they can uh, stick to the values of organizing and solidarity against um, the cruelty of the bosses and rich people, so they can uh, get what they want. But at the moment, the resistance is just um, so difficult, but still people, uh, even more people at the moment, like as I mentioned about students, union students, now there are a lot of students, so they were chanting in May Day, um, I, I'm not sure if it makes sense in English, but they were saying that we are from working class and we are going to stick to working class values. So, uh, so they, they were talking about the, uh, the class and conscious, like we know what is happening. Because uh, there was a fear, there was a propaganda against uh, class consciousness uh, because of the revolution and uh, many people were talking about, no, this is not the way to get your demands. Uh, we have to be 
uh, we have to calm down. We have to just believe in reformism and stop uh, because uh, revolution doesn't work. But actually now, uh, regardless uh, of the repression on the working class and on unions, uh, people are understanding that actually the reason is a lot of attack is happening to union movement is because this is the only way can work. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. I'm speaking here with Hannah, a labour movement activist from Iran, and we're discussing the May Day events and repression that happened in Iran earlier this month. Well, you uh, you talked a little bit about student um, activity, and we know across the world students have been taking action around climate change. I want to look. I want to parallel some of the industrial issues and the repression that is being experienced in Iran at the moment with the issue of climate change, because we know, in addition to how difficult life is there, the country's also been hit by unprecedented floods that are mm-hmm. further impacting people. Yeah. Can you tell us what's happening with the floods? Um, so, yes. Um, the first thing I, I have to say is that actually uh, the part, one of the uh, important part of the demands of um, bus drivers' uh, statement that they were going to read in May Day was actually about floods. So this is how uh, unions... Uh, work in Iran. So they just don't talk about workplace issue. They see society issue as their issue. So they were demanding to um, help the areas that's been affected by floods, um, um, for example, repairing the, the schools and hospitals and helping the people that they lost their farms and um, like their, their houses are Actually, there is no house anymore, so they have to uh, sleep on the ground when it's, like, uh, drawn by water. So the situation, the flood started from the north of Iran, and it goes to west, and then it goes to uh, southwest. And um, uh, so I've seen a lot of videos that actually watching them, it's a torture for me because you just see... The, the landscape that you used to as a child go and have fun in the nature, now it's nothing uh, but water. That's it. So the situation is really, really um, upsetting and people have lost everything. And the support of government is actually nothing. So people really expect uh, help and support and also respect. But what is happening now, um, they've see, they see their lives uh, totally lost. But in, uh, in return, what, it, what they are receiving from the government is actually some um, bags of food or uh, the things that actually very basic. But what they're demanding is real repairment of the systematic uh, education and hospital and their houses, their farms, um, and also having some loans so they can 
fix their their house and stuff. But the thing is, climate change is a, a worldwide uh, issue. So as long as you are not able to address it, you you are not able to talk about it. So when it happens, you're not ready to you you are not prepared. So uh, like there are very good examples of, of fighting. Um, Mm, natural crisis when actually it's not natural anymore. We we are the reason they're happening. It, climate change is not a natural thing. We are one of the reasons. So, for example, in Cuba, if the floods happen, uh, people in the villages, they know how to uh, be prepared for that. They already learn in the school, and they know if it happens, what they should do, and they are ready. But in Iran, there were, I was watching a video. The woman was crying and was saying that um, one hour before the flood comes to my room, uh, I've heard I have to leave my house. And now I've lost everything. So if two days before I knew this is going to happen, so I was prepared and I, I could pack some stuff. And now I couldn't, uh, I wasn't, I wouldn't live like this. And uh, like begging people for food and stuff. Um, so it's a very sad story, but at the same time uh, difficult to deal because a lot of activists try to help and go to the areas uh, to help the people, but actually the government doesn't like that either. So, um, so they, they are stopping people to help each other. Um, like in, in southwest, in Ahwaz, uh, 40 people got arrested only because uh, they were trying to help each other. Like, literally with their bodies, they were stopping the, the water. I, I know you can't believe that, but it really happened. And people, like, I don't know, 200, 300 people, uh, like a chain human, uh, they just uh, stand somewhere for hours to just uh, make something with the uh, with the soil and a stuff to just stop the floods to come to the farms. Um, but in the reaction, the government arrested many, many people of that chain, and they said, no, there's something else happening here, which is a lie. It, it sounds desperate. It sounds urgent. Hannah, thank you so much for coming onto the show today to talk about what is happening in Iran following May Day, but of course the broader um, environmental and political situation. What kind of support can uh, supporters across the world provide or offer to the workers of Iran? Um, I think if Iran is not... a uh it's not an isolated uh, uh, example. Uh, it's about everywhere. It's like Venezuela. So I think working class are being uh, really under pressure um, um, in Iran. And what they need is a leftist um, political conversation about what's happening in Iran. Because we know uh, whatever action uh, workers take, there is a chance of um, uh, there is a chance of uh, being hijacked by uh, imperialist um, imperialism because uh, we know where is the position of Iran against imperialism and all these issues in Middle East uh, again like Venezuela. So uh, what we want is having a clear conversation and position about what is happening to working class in Iran and also. Uh, making sure 
whatever is happening should be totally um, separated and free from any kind of use by imperialism because they, we know we're going to be uh, used by their media and what they're saying is totally different from what we want, but there is a high chance of uh, being hijacked by their mainstream uh, conversation. That was Hannah, a labor movement activist from Iran, discussing the May Day events and repression that happened in Iran earlier this year. And that's all we've got time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.